Forgotten Flicks, episode 45, Scrooged, 1988. Hello, one and all, and welcome to the Forgotten Flicks podcast. I am Joel, joined as... I almost said Jason. I am Joel, joined as always by the immortal <laughs> Jason. If I can't work late, I can't, can't work late. <laughs> if you can't work late, then I can't work late. And if I can't work late, I can't we, work late. Regardless of how we come down on Scrooged, I don't give a damn who you are. I love Bill Murray. I love Bill Murray in The Man Who Knew Too Little. I love Bill Murray in Larger Than Life. I love Bill Murray in The Razor's Edge. Wow. How you like that? How you like them apples? Wow. Okay. Yes. So, tonight we are... But did you like yes. Bill Murray in Zombieland? Oh, for love of God. Oh, dude, spoiler alert. <laughs> that really is a spoiler alert, actually. I may have to just beep that whole beep, and then it'll just go, spoiler alert. <laughs> not, not that he's in that movie like, and they're gonna be like wow what movie was he in that had an obscure or had an obscene title yeah what? wow geez was it not did it also star john holmes <laughs> no was it a stephen jeffrey Oliver still? wendell holmes what <laughs> yes. so on that note yes. we are talking scrooge duh we are. scrooge scrooge duh from 1988 yes. starring the fantastic bill murray so, Jason, uh, do you have anything you'd like to say before we get rock and rolling? I think I was just going to hit the trailer, just kind of cue it up, because i got some things I want to say, Jay. I'm, yes, I'm well, we're so excited. We're okay. so excited. Yes, we are. We forgot. That or this is... <laughs> I, I have to pee. I haven't decided which. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. okay. I'll talk for, what, three minutes? And then you go ahead. Run. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. No, three minutes is the other for... thing I do. We oh, forgot wait. to mention. Yes. What? Oh, wait. Go ahead. You go pee. No, I'm I'm done. I just went here. I'm just. Well, I, it's very warm. It only gets cold in about 15 minutes. Forgotten flicks brought to you by our sponsor. Depends. It depends on who you ask. When you're doing a dumbass podcast and you can't wait to go pee. <laughs> yeah. Or worse. No. <laughs> yeah. No, we forgot to mention this is the beginning of our forgotten the flicks. End. December flicksmas. Oh my god. It is. It's our Christmas special. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the December flicks and we have we have several special presents for you kids. As long as you've been good, if you've been bad, we have a big lump of. Well, it's not coal, but it's kind of that color. Well, the bad news is if the you've doctor been good, said it was marconium. Look it up. <laughs> the bad news is if you've been good, you still get a brown paper bag full of that stuff, but we just set it on fire. Yeah, fire, fire, fire. <laughs> yes. So, Jason, I have a little Scrooge trailer considering it's like about. Four and a half hours long is actually the Cleopatra <laughs> of trailers. So I'm warning everyone now. I did not cut it. So you're just going to have to listen. So hmm, hmm. hit me. Okay. Hit me. One more time. Hit me. Seven o'clock. Psycho sees Santa's workshop and only Lee Majors can stop them. In the night, the reindeer died. 
be here. Well, you can't show that commercial. That thing looked like the, the Manson family Christmas special. Think I'm way off base? Yes, you're, well, you're a tad off base, sir. Frank Cross is more than the youngest network president in television history. Call security. Have them change his locks and toss him out of the building. Oh, he's fired? It's Christmas. Thank you. Call the county. Stop his bonus. Watch out. He's a thoughtful boss. Thanks, boys. Get the nurse. A generous brother. What did he give you last year? Uh, I don't remember. A shower curtain. I think you dropped something here. And a true humanitarian. I can't get the antlers glued onto this little guy. We've tried crazy glue. Have you tried staples? But his life is about to change. That was a good one. You are going to be visited by three ghosts tomorrow at noon. God, tomorrow's bad for me, Lou. As a matter of fact, the whole rest of the week is a washout. Anyone who thinks he hates Christmas is wrong. Go back to Jersey, you moron! It's ghosts he hates. Bill Murray. Karen Allen. It sounded like you'd seen a ghost. A ghost? John Forsythe. Bobcat Goldthwaite. Hey! You'd rather see me or is this a shotgun in your pocket? <laughs> you know this one? Everybody knows that one. Let's go now. Yeah, does everybody know this one? Carol Kane. Robert Mitchum. I really care. David Johansson. Oh, I'm having the weirdest day. This holiday season, see Bill Murray get Scrooged. Hey, back off, big man. That may work with the checks, but not with me. Oh, it was just shy of three minutes, which means I had to run back and I dribbled some down the front of my bugle boys. Uh. But other than that... Thanks for joining us tonight, folks. Uh, that was the Forgotten Flicks podcast. Uh, it's time to go. <laughs> <laughs> what, because I dribbled or Bugle Boys or all the above? Uh, no, because uh, we've just wasted all of our hours. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that, that may be one of the longest trailers we've ever played. It's, it's up there. Although, at least they talked through most of it. Although, was yes. that the Goonies music? Yeah. <laughs> It was. <laughs> we'll get to that in a minute. Yes, we will. There's a reason yes. why. Yes, we will. Mm. Talk about no matter how we come down on Scrooge. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but, um, foreshadowing. Uh, um, yes. Before you do the synopsis, OJ, I actually want to do this before you do the synopsis for once. <laughs> um, this is not a – this is a, those that are getting used to the fantastic JV um, promo mashups, as we'll call them. Um, this one's not Scrooged specific. Okay, Jason. I guess okay. whatever. Um, I mean, it, 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 but 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 it still <laughs> it still works, and I I will accept it even even with I will love how I'll accept it. The guy does me a favor and gives me something for free. I'm like, I'll, I'll accept ex- it. Even I'll though I did it. Shut up. Even though he doesn't actually reference Scrooged in it. And, and now that I'm done adding this ridiculously long caveat for a 15 second long bit, here is Play our bit. spoiler. <laughs> Excuse me. Excuse me. 
Spoiler alert, please. Bye. Now, I'm not saying that was his <laughs> subversive way of making fun of, say, previous accents. No, because then he would have been like, Excuse me, Governor. Spoiler yes. alert, please. And just a little tease for later in the show, Daryl, I know you're listening, and 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 your response will be at the end of the show. So you're going to have to listen to the whole thing and listen to me rag on wings the whole time before we get there. Just kidding. So, Jason, yeah. would, you like to, would you like to hit him with some knowledge? I would. Okay. Actually, this is uh, Scrooge from 1988, uh, stars Bill Murray and Karen Allen, and this is – pretty much the retelling of A Christmas Carol. So it's been told throughout time in Memorial. It's the story of Ebenezer Scrooge. In this case, in this case, his name is Frank Cross. Did you just slip um, into an accent? Just... I, no, I, I just clicked my tongue. Oh, okay, that too. Well, same thing, right? <laughs> yes. Um, so it's, it's basically the story of Scrooge, and hence the name, played by Bill Murray, whose name is Frank Cross. And he is actually an executive for IBC, uh, a TV station that plays um, irritable you know. bowel conundrum. <laughs> yes. Okay. Um, but he's basically an executive that believes in more sex, more violence, more fear, um, more extreme television to get people to watch. And uh, he's heartless and completely a d bag. And it's Christmas Eve, and he does just about everything imaginable that a stereotypical evil executive could do. Uh, and then he is visited by his old boss, which in the original Christmas Carol was um, Bob Cratchit. In this one, it's oh, it's Mar- No, it was Marley in the original. Uh, uh, Bob Marley. Sorry, Bob no, Cratchit no, was no, his... Was it Bob Marley? Bob Marley. No, sorry. Jacob. <laughs> Jacob Marley. You don't worry about a thing, because every now little that... thing is gonna be all right. What? Now that actually might make a good Christmas Carol. <clears throat> sorry, Jacob Marley, his old partner. In this one. Um, it's the ghost of his old boss. Yes, and he has been dead for yeah. Seven that was years. seven years. Yeah, <laughs> he, he would look a little. I think a little more worse, skeletal. Worse for wear. Yeah. Yes, um, and Bill Murray's line, of course. Really, yeah. I would say no more than three. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so he he warns them that tonight you'll be visited by. Uh, uh, three ghosts and you must learn the error of your ways and uh, or else you'll end up like me and so then bill murray is basically visited by the ghosts of christmas past takes him to his childhood and uh when he was younger and his parents his upbringing and his awful christmases of past and then the ghosts of christmas present um who shows him what's going on now obviously and then the ghosts of christmas yet to come um played by a big coated guy with a tv face uh, and then of course i won't give it away but <laughs> if you've ever seen any christmas carol you know how it ends he throws a coin out to the street and says boy go get me the biggest turkey um or goose yeah. depending on you know yeah, whatever version you're watching yeah <laughs> <clears throat> so uh so that's basically the synopsis is nothing completely telling oh the only spin on it is that uh his lost love of youth and when he was younger, as a, as a younger man before he became a TV executive, was played by Karen Allen. Well, which, of course, well, let me just say it, dude. Please let me say it. Who's best yeah, known for Ghost in the Machine? I'd say that's at least, yeah, that's number one. Yeah. Or after this, maybe it's number two. 
Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. Only. Yes, of course. Yes. <laughs> no, 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 wait. Indiana Jones and the Crystal Skull. Yes, that's right. She was in that. Cause, and the, you know the best part about her being in that movie? Just a slight tangent, Rabbit. We're going to go up the rabbit's hole real quick. <laughs> the, the best, pro- part, of the best that part about that child. movie was just the way they used her. Like, her character was so dynamic, and it was like they gave her so much to do. And it was like <laughs> they really weren't just being crass and cynical and saying, you know what? We know that all the people that grew up the original Raiders, which I will go to my, much like Han shooting first, I will go to my grave not calling it Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost Ark. No, it's Raiders of the Lost Freaking Ark. (laughs) Kind of like it's Star Wars. Yes, it's not It's not Star Wars and New Hope. It's Star Wars. It's Star Wars. Yeah, Star Wars. Empire Strikes Back. It's really easy to differentiate it from all the other ones because... Three POSs that came before it didn't really happen in my mind. I mean, it never happened. 1999 to 2000, what was it, five? Maybe? Those years never even occurred. I don't care. Hey, do that maniacal laugh again. That was kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what the hell that was. <laughs> yes, of course. Karen yeah. Allen, who yeah. played Indiana Jones's love interest in Raiders of the Lost Ark. was woefully underutilized. Uh, dug up and, oh, yeah. God. Basically, she had a really exciting Jeep ride. Yeah, I mean, they basically just dug just her character of... back up to throw her in oh, so they like, could I, tie I, back I to the people to like that. Or something. I was like, wow, dude, oh, no, no, cool. no. That's just mean, her character. She looked pretty good. I mean, she, I, yeah, no, no like, doubt. Wait, what's really sad is she still was the best thing about that movie. Oh, booyah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So the only side story in this is that she is his love interest from when he was younger and actually cool. Yes. In the Christmas Carol telling, they don't go too much into. Um, his lost love, yes, uh, or return to his future self, but yeah, uh, they do, I think was it the um, I know the one with Scrooge McDuck, the Mickey one. I think yes. that they actually show scenes with him and his like the girl that he let go. And there are a couple of the live action ones that do that as well. I think mm. did the Muppet one? Did the Muppet Christmas Carol kind of go in that a little bit with Ebenezer as Michael? Cain well, they do in the past, but none of them yeah, have them kind of return oh, and return. come oh, back. I get to, you. I get you. I get you. Yeah, okay. like it, it goes full circle. Yeah, the original Christmas Carol does talk about his lost okay. love and um, the woman that he could have had, but he was a jerk and lost her. And yes, okay. it went through that. Absolutely. But this one, he actually kind of comes meets her again in the future, yes. like the the current, yes, and he, yes. they don't really do that in the yeah, other and, ones because he's kind of an old he's kind of an old miser in the. Uh, original telling of Christmas Carol. In this one, at least, Frank Cross. He's a young, brash, just D-bag executive, yeah. which, let's be honest, Bill Murray was perfection. That's what that's <laughs> the Bill Murray I miss. That was, now that we've already ruined, uh, you know, the zombie land surprise, um, <laughs> that was what was so awesome about that, was that that was the old, like, you just see the the hints of the original, like, what made Bill Murray awesome and his delivery. Because mm-hmm. I think somewhere in the 1990s, probably around the time, when did you lost in translation? That was, what, the late 90s? It was just around that he did. He did was it? Yeah. Um, uh, what the hell was that Jim Jarmusch movie? He did cigarettes and coffee or something. I mean, he did like a. And I understand he wants some street cred. That I'm a big movie star and I got to be. Well, in he did Royal Tenenbaums well, in yeah. 2001 and yeah, but did he lost the translation was 2003. Was it 2003? I thought it was the 90s. Yeah. No. No. no whatever. Um, and I get and I get the oh, because towards the late 90s was when he had several stinkeroos with Larger Than Life and uh, The Man Who Knew Too Little, which wasn't, you know, god awful horrible, but Rushmore. Oh, Rushmore, he was. Okay, I think Rushmore's kind of the beginning of it. I think that's kind of the beginning of, of, of his, where he kind of got, I mean, he was a little, I mean, where he's starting to get away from the the persona that he was known for, I think. Yeah, 
Man who knew too little. He was kind of getting there. Wild yeah, things. Man, man, man. Oh yeah, but see, Wild Things was a totally different type of movie. Yeah, that's you know, yeah. still. But he was getting into a different style, and yeah. he kind of went into independent films and yeah, so more. I meant, so I, miss, I, I want back. I want Vinkman back. God dang it! <laughs> that's where I'm going with this damn thing. <laughs> I want Peter Vinkman back. Yeah, he had quite the he had quite the stent. We'll get into that. Yes. So. Um, so also this movie was directed by a one Richard Donner, who um, has made a couple pictures, a couple, a couple moving oh, pictures. Um, I've heard of him. You, really, you never heard of Richard Donner? Donner. 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 No, I know Donner like the reindeer. Oh, oh no, no. Or Donner Party. Ooh. What's for dinner? <laughs> Mom. <laughs> oh, grandma. Yeah. It's what's dinner. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> No. Yes, of course, Richard Donner, one of the greatest directors of the 80s uh, and late 70s, actually, because, you know, he did Superman, Goonies, Lethal uh, Weapon. And The Omen. Uh, yep, absolutely. The original The Omen. And, of course, let us not forget Radio Flyer. Yeah, that was rough. <laughs> yeah, he, he's had a few stinkers. I mean, The Toy, one of the, again, <laughs> again, one of those bleeding heart, we're trying to make a movie that's anti-racism, but... As point of fact, <laughs> end up making one of the most race. It's like Soul Man. We've we've had this discussion. I don't know if we had it on the uh, show, but and, and part of me wants to do that as an episode. But like I, the most horribly I, racist uh, movies of the 1980s. Yeah, you know, yeah like the, the no movies that thought that's the best part. Is that that they were intentionally racist? They thought no. that they were moving. Oh look, aren't we so open minded? Yes, we're trying so... to send a message to the audience. That's your first mistake. <laughs> Jackass, and then you end up putting C. Thomas Howell in blackface and thinking it's a good idea. Really, like hey, no he wasn't in blackface. On... Hey, hey, he wasn't in blackface. Oh, so he took pills that made his tan get really, really dark. Oh my god! Yeah. So with the second he came on set, like nobody went like, ooh. No, I'm sure some key grip looked at it and thought, yo. I'm out. So, you know, some some grip was probably some union guy, some teamster just laughing his ass off. These friggin' Hollywood types. What a bunch <laughs> of effing. Mo- yes. No, of course, but Donner not only did the Goonies, all this, but one of Jason's favorites that I have never seen, Lady Hawk, which yep. will be coming up. Do you actually want to go into that a little bit at the end of the episode? Okay, real quick, real quick shot. Yeah, we'll save it for Jason our anniversary. Yeah, we'll save it for our anniversary episode coming up, but we've uh, definitely, uh, we've, we've now mapped out 2012. Yeah, we're going to go into some of the stuff that we'll be doing. Okay, cool. All right. But probably yep. at the end of this episode, we, we will mention some of the upcoming episodes for this month. Sure. Yeah, okay. absolutely. So uh, Lethal Weapon, all four of them. I actually mm-hmm. like the first. The first two, I think, are excellent movies. Three I like. I have a soft spot in my heart because I was there when they blew up the building at the very end after the end credits. And weren't you there? You were in Orlando. I was there at the movie they or at the um, scene in the beginning when they blew up the old uh, Orlando Did you City actually, Hall. You were actually there when they blew the building up too? Yeah, in Orlando. Okay, folks, I wasn't close. Think about this. I... Think about how cosmic this is. Picture it. Sicily. 1992. I really have no idea why I said Sicily. Um, I was not in Sicily. Oh, I was in Orlando. Oh, oh, yes, neither was I. They can't prove a damn thing. <laughs> you were in Orlando. You saw a scene being shot in Lethal Weapon 3. And you were there, present, front and center, as this building gets blown up for the beginning of the movie. I, meanwhile, on the other end of I-4, <laughs> am in the yep. St. Petersburg area, seeing a big old-ass hotel get blown up. For the end of same said movie. And then, fast forward, almost 20 years later, and look at us. It's amazing. It's like we were... It's almost that like, is very, very telling. I saw the actual scene that made it in the movie. Mine was in the movie, too, Jackass. Mine was in the floor. But you know what? 
it wasn't. You saw the um, stuff uh, they tagged on the very okay. end hold for on, comic hold relief on. because they said, oh, hold we paid on. so much to blow this Actually, building they up. Never pay any, dude. They as never well pay keep Jack. using it. They don't pay Jack for that. Are you kidding me? They're going to blow it up That's anyway. True. And actually, yeah. if they, they they pay for maybe some of the pyrotechnics and crap like that. And um, cutting room floor would mean it wasn't in the movie, Jackass. So it was in the movie. Oopsie. It was a DVD release. Yeah, you were, your scene was the really lame one that wasn't funny. You're right. You got me. Burn. <laughs> oh, yes, because... <laughs> My favorite particular uh, movie other than Radio Flyer, though, that Donner did was Two-Fisted Tales. <laughs> He actually did three episodes of one of my favorite anthology pictures, uh, or anthology pictures, good lord, Joel, get with it, TV shows, uh, Tales from the Crypt. I am a huge fan of uh, anthology TV, and he did three episodes, I think he was- well, Didn't he do that dummy one, the, one, the, the um, oh god, I don't remember the name of it, but it was the one that had the, like, the marionette or the, 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 was it the, the one with, was it the Don Rickles one? Where was it? Okay, spoiler alert. If you haven't seen this Tales of Crypto, it was awesome. Bobcat Goldthwait is this <laughs> up-and-coming ventriloquist who loves yes. Don Rickles, who is a ventriloquist, and he pretty much stalks the guy, follows him back to his trailer, wants to know his secret. Don Rickles, being Don Rickles, is a D-bag to him, and kicks him out. Well, long story short, again, major spoiler alert. Hang <laughs> yeah, you know, Pause for the next 30 seconds. Of course, we are talking about me here. For the next three minutes, because I'm going to talk about this 30 episode. minutes. Yeah, the next 30 <laughs> minutes while I talk about this episode. Turns out the ventriloquist dummy is... You know, a la basket case, but sans operation. It's his hand is was his friggin' Siamese twin brother, and I know that's so PC. Uh, it's so PC to say Siamese twin, by the way. Is yeah. uh, his brother <laughs> attached his to his hand? And he talks <laughs> like this, as I recall. <laughs> and it's it's on a murderous rampage. Oh, it's awesome! God, I love that show. I have a lump on my neck. Yeah, you know what it was? It was teeth from a <laughs> okay. twin. Wait, wait, died. Okay, let me get this straight. I I reference Tales from the Crypt. You reference my big fat Greek wedding. Really? Yes. Although I knew what you were talking about. So. <laughs> That's sad too. Yeah, kind of. Too. But yeah. anyway, yes. Ooh, Richard Assassins. Donner. He did Assassins and Conspiracy Theory. Let's see. He did. He really had a run here. He had Assassins, Conspiracy Theory, Lethal Weapon Four, Timeline, and then Sixteen Blocks, which actually wasn't that bad. I didn't hate Sixteen. Uh, he, he also did Maverick, which I liked, which was also another. Um... Yeah, right. Maverick wasn't horrible. I like it. <clears throat> yeah, it wasn't bad. It was actually a decent one. So it was another yes. Mel Gibson flick, you know, the, but a remake of the Western Maverick, which um, was in the 60s. Wait, wait, for it. wait for it. Was on? Wait for it. I never watched it. I did see the movie, but I never saw the TV show. Uh, it was James Garner yeah, played the original yeah. younger Maverick, but then he played the dad in the remake. Uh, movie, spoiler so. alert. Next, you're going to tell him <sighs> Judy Foster's in it. Yes, she is. You want me to tell you the end? No. You know what? <laughs> I'm your Huckleberry. Oh, wait, different Western. <laughs> Um, wrong movie. Yeah, wrong movie. My bad. Okay, and one other thing, I, before I forget, because I will, and I've always wanted to point this out, but yeah. did you catch the cameo in the the booth there, the studio booth at the end of Scrooged? Um, the guy, I guess he's supposed to be like the de- the director, or he's one of the definitely one of the crew members. Did you recognize him as the captain from all the Lethal Weapon movies? No, really. Yeah, well, it's funny because I used to think that was Richard Donner. And there is a reason why I used to think that, and I didn't realize it till here. And I knew that actor is in like pretty it much. It actually all was him. No, no, no. He is actually Donner does have a cameo in that scene as well, apparently. Oh, really? Yeah. In, in the like yeah, one I of the. I don't remember which one he was, but I did notice this other guy. Well, the reason why is the actor is Steve Kahan, who is in fact Donner's cousin, and has been in every one of his movies, uh, almost all of his movies, all the way back to Superman. He was one of the beat cops in Superman. Oh, sweet! And he always does. He, every you go through his filmography, every character, when even whether he's in his cousin's movies or not, there's no nepotism in Hollywood. Whether he's in his cousin's <laughs> movies or not, 
He's either Ted Raimi, Sam Raimi, Bruce Campbell. Yeah, well, yeah. Well, they were at least you know friends who grew up together. Yeah. I swear to God, they all just lived like one house away from each other. On this, yeah. This yeah. I'm actually but... reading uh, Josh Becker, who also hung out with that crew a little bit, um, and uh, directed one of your favorites, Alien Apocalypse. Ah, uh, yes, Lunatics of course. A love story and a really kick-ass. Talk about a forgotten flick that people need to check out. It's called Running Time, starring Bruce Campbell, and it's oh, all yeah. it's all shot in real time. It's black and white, this little kind of crime yeah. noir thing. I know Shannon knows what I'm talking about, right, Shannon? <laughs> and we talked about it in our Bruce Campbell episode. So if you haven't listened to it already, shame on you. <laughs> well, shame on me because I totally forgot we had. Um, which is not, to be fair, people will say, "Oh, you remember in the last episode when you said, nope." And you're I like, what are you talking about? What I am podcast? literally on automatic pilot right now, folks. I have no idea what's coming. It's like verbal diarrhea. Cha-cha-cha. Scrooged! That's right, Scrooge. Oh, we're actually Scrooge? Okay, yes. Oh, Sam Kinison was originally slated. This is, now I'm, I'm on to IMDb's trivia, which is always my favorite because I, I got a 50-50 shot that it's completely wrong. <laughs> Sam Kinison was apparently uh, originally slated to play the part of Elliot Loudermilk, which would have been awesome. Uh, but it was given to Bobcat Goldthwait due to his friendship with Bill Murray. But again, no nepotism. <clears throat> I got to say, I prefer Bob goldthwaite in that role to sam kennison i like bob goldthwaite dude but now listen because in this role elliot loudermilk who plays one of the executives in the beginning of the movie uh bob goldthwaite plays him he's he's sitting around the table and and uh bill murray plays this god-awful scary apocalyptic trailer for their upcoming um christmas special scrooge that's awesome he Speaks up and actually stands up to to Frank Cross at one point says that's like the Manson's family Christmas, which you just heard in the trailer. And the fact that Bob Goldthwaite can play both the, the milk very toast, squeaky. Yeah. M- yes. And then he can kind of go into the. As opposed to uh, what, what was his line in back to back to school, you know. I was up to my knees in rice patties while pussies like you were back here smoking pot and listening to the goddamn Beatles albums. Ah, ah, ah! (laughs) 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 Yes, but Sam Kinison could not have pulled off the meeker part of that. He would have turned into Arlie Ermy. Like as I'm doing right. that, I'm like I'm suddenly doing like this really bad impersonation of Arlie Ermy by way of Sam Kinison's char- teacher character from Back to School. All right, <clears throat> yeah. But anyway, I don't think he could have played as well. Uh, I think Bob Goldthwaite was one of my favorites in this. Obviously, my favorite um, actor in this was Bill Murray because I'm a big Bill Murray fan, like you are. But he did such a perfect job playing the very weak, kind of uh, soft, talking to himself. Of course she's going to understand. She's a very understanding woman. She loves me very much. Yeah. Hello, honey. We're going to have to move into a studio <laughs> yeah, apartment. <laughs> yeah, and then, and then the car, and then he's getting his booze out of the, with a brown bag, and then the car <laughs> yes. goes by splashes, and he goes, right? <laughs> it was one of the best parts. Okay, so I'm going to just let it out of the bag right now because okay. we're, yeah, almost 30 minutes into the show. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this is one of my favorite Christmas movies of all time. Bill Murray in this is very classic Bill Murray. He is the He's Peter Venkman. He, if he well, has power. Yes, but not only that, I love the ones where Bill Murray any of his movies where he's walking down the sidewalk talking to himself and oh, he yeah. kind of plays the, the a little crazy, mm-hmm. a little schizophrenic. Yeah. Uh, you know, like one of my favorite scenes in in Scrooge is um after he comes back from the Ghost of Christmas Past, which uh, yes. is is played by David Johansson, you know who yeah. he was, right? Yeah, right? Yeah, Buster Pointy. Hot, hot, hot. Yes. Yeah. 
I know. <laughs> Niagara Falls, Frankie Angel. Yeah. <laughs> and he's, you know, the cab driver who takes Frank Cross back in time to his childhood and then back to the days when he first met Claire, his, you know, his love and when they were lost. And he was all very teary after all that. Well, then when he wakes up and he's back on his TV set, um, then he goes on this tirade like he's ticked off and he picks up that the uh, card from Claire where she works, which I yes. forget what it was called. It was like helping operation. Hands. Was it operation helping hands or something? Helping hands yeah. or something. Right. It was a, it was a shelter or a, a soup kitchen for the homeless. And um, so he just goes charging off there and he's just talking to himself and he's, he's just saying, I'll show you who's lonely. I'm not, it's not lonely at the top. Sure. Maybe on my birthday and maybe sometimes during, you know, <laughs> yeah, I love that. And, as he walks in the door, one of the other workers from uh, the shelter just sees him and says, oh, Lordy, we got another wild and woolly one and puts a blanket, puts a blanket around blanket him, on it, yeah. thinking yeah. he's a, a, you know, a crazy. But then he uh, sits down and three yes. other uh, homeless, uh, two, two homeless chaps and a woman sit down with him, Jason. Do you know who one of those women was? Well, who the, yes. one, the woman was? Yeah. Who the one woman was? Yes, woman yes we woman. absolutely now have an official mascot for the entire show. I don't know. I... If, well, hold on, Mary Ellen Trainer. It's a, it's a toss up between the two whether or not which one's going I... on. They've been in the same movies together too. Keep that in mind. Uh, yeah, so that is true, but I don't think so. Just for the fact that we have brought her back at least in voice so many times, uh, Anne Ramsey was one of the homeless I'm women. The hell out of here. <laughs> It never gets old. It really doesn't get favorite. old. No, she plays one of the crazy homeless people um, who tries to soften his heart. And it's, Show me it's the fantastic. <laughs> no, wait, what was Danny DeVito's character's name in that? And throw them off from the hold train. Hold on, hold on. You don't have a cousin Patty. You don't have a cousin Patty. <laughs> what was Danny DeVito's character's oh, name? Oh, it was, uh, oh, right now people yelling at the podcast, are you morons? It was. <laughs> Some, he doesn't have any friends. <laughs> Remember? That was their other don't line. Talk, don't talk. It was, oh, Christ on a cracker. <laughs> I want to say Otis, but I know it wasn't Otis. <laughs> <laughs> Otis. Oh, yeah, it was Otis. <laughs> Owen, Owen, I was close. Owen, Owen that's Owen, it. Yes. Owen doesn't have Many any friends. He's dumb and he's stupid. <laughs> you yes, lied to me. She has, <laughs> she has got to be our new mascot because she has been in so many <laughs> oh, movies. Man, that's awesome. The Ann Ramsey mascot. Oh, you know, we are going to have a Christmas special one of these days, and we're going to have Terry O'Quinn and uh, Bruce Campbell. Tim Thomerson. Tim Thomerson. Lance Henriksen. Oh gosh, yes, Lance. <laughs> um, Rutger Hauer. Yes, yes. Um, oh, we're not going to have Anne Ramsey Mary. on because she would stink. Yeah, she. But... Would, yeah, yeah. She, she really, she really doesn't like to bathe. Uh, Mary Ellen Trainer. Oh yes, of yes. course. Which, by the way, we keep referencing her, and you're all like, "Who?" Yeah, she was in Scrooge. She played uh, Ted. <laughs> uh, she's also in every single Richard Donner movie. She plays the psychiatrist in uh, all the Lethal Weapon movies, but. Jason, most recently, she was the mom in our dueling 80s kid movie. <laughs> yes. Fiasco. Goonies versus Monster Squad. She was the mom, period. Yes. yes. <laughs> but do you, know, do you know that she played the same character 
in two different movies. And do you know what those movies were? Ding, ding, really? Ding, ding, ding. Same character, but two totally different movies. Although they were both produced by Joel Silver. Richard Donner? <laughs> no, Joel Silver. Uh, no, I would have no idea without cheating and looking it up. But She played no. Gail Wallens, the reporter in Die Hard. She's she's in their anchor desk and oh yeah in the movie Ricochet from 1991 with Denzel Washington. I've never seen Die Hard. God uh, Almighty, do you have to remind me? Yes, and um, pathetic people, pathetic. You know, Jeremy she's, Irons in that one. Is that, that Jeremy was? Irons. I oh, wasn't he the bad guy? I'm going to pretend you aren't alive <laughs> right now. This <laughs> is McLean. How nice to finally make your acquaintance, and I don't know. Oh, it's some that. Russian guy? Who the hell is that? Back to, well, it's Hans Gruber. Yeah, German, Russian. Yeah, whatever. Oh, whatever. Uh, <laughs> yeah, your accents. <laughs> yeah, you know, close enough. No. Now I have. It's a French. What? Now I have a machine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Ho, ho. Now I have a machine gun. Ho, ho, ho. How, what? How did you say, uh, Mister Cowboy? Yippee kaye, motherfucker. Ha <laughs> hamburger, 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 hamburger. Hey, people, I'm like a 16th French, so I can make these jokes. It's okay. Is it really sad that Steve yeah, Martin oh, in God, don't the go there. Panther I would like, is I'd one of your French Mary, accents? Mary Ellen Trainer was also in Cuffs. Do you remember Cuffs? <laughs> that was Christian Slater, right? Yes, but, Jason, <clears throat> who else was it? Come on now. Your girl. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's right. God, it's been so. I haven't seen that movie in oh, oh, decades. Oh, oh. I've got good news for you, but I won't give it away until our 50th episode oh, or, oh, or oh. anniversary okay. episode, whatever the hell it is. Yeah. Yeah, don't tell anybody that Mia Jovovich is coming on the show. <laughs> oh, she's actually coming on the show? <laughs> no. No, she's not. Oh, okay. <laughs> but I said, don't tell anybody that. Oh, I, I would because I'd tell you, don't tell anybody because it's not true. Yeah, it would be a lie. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we, we're funny. Yeah, we're just damn funny. Yeah, oh, she was yeah. also, oh, Mary Ellen, okay, let's, let's break this down. Mary Ellen Trainer was in Romancing the Stone, yep. which we've covered. Goonies, yep. which we've covered. Die Hard, which hypothetically we'll be covering very, very soon to appease the 80s movie gods that you have angered. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see, uh, Monster Squad, that's three, theoretically four. <laughs> Um, let's see movies that we've actually referenced multiple times Um, she had to be in something else here hold on I'm looking I'm going now I am I'm going through oh and of course she was in one of my favorite episodes of Tales from the Crypt the Robert Zemeckis and she was married to Robert Zemeckis interesting side note Hmm? for for, for a time she was in the uh, Tales from the Crypt and all through the house about the psycho Santa oh yeah yeah we talked about that recently didn't we we talked about you a lot. And I, of you and I, were, yeah, yeah, we were, yeah. Yeah, we talk about a lot of oh. Psycho Santas. <laughs> Christmas time, we think Santa Claus with an axe or yeah, a yeah, knife. Of course. Yeah, of course. Because <laughs> that's how we feel inside, all dirty and chubby, yeah. and <laughs> like we want to give presents and then take them away with an axe. So yeah, she was in at least three or four movies we've talked about. Whereas, all right, she's got to be up on our list though. Yeah, so okay, yeah. so her and Anne Ramsey are and... top tier. Yeah. Top tier. Yeah, they're top top tier. So, one of the other things about this movie that I wanted to point oh, back out. To the movie. Oh yes, please. Yes, okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I'm tying it in because it has to do with cast. Um, this is one of those movies where they kind of pulled in as many names as they could. Oh yeah, there's a ton. Okay, so you've got 
of course, the you know the main cast we've already talked about. John Glover was also in it. He plays kind of an up and coming executive. Yeah, he's so L.A. Bill he's, Murray. He's yes, so like he is. Bill Murray's so New York, and this guy John Glover plays Bryce is so L.A. Yes. Oh. <laughs> but some of my favorites in this, um, and I'll get to my very favorite last. But um, Robert Mitchum was in it as oh, yeah. uh, as the um, owner of the network or like the chairman of the board or whatever. Yeah. Um, Jamie Farr. Yep. Got him. Robert Goulet. Yep, caught him. Uh, he was a uh, Robert Goulet's Cajun Christmas. Um, <laughs> alligators falling in behind. <laughs> yes. Um, Buddy Hackett, who played Scrooge in the TV show that uh, Frank yeah, Cross. Yeah, if you're going to cast for the actual A Christmas Carol, you think Buddy Hackett is Scrooge? <laughs> yeah, yes, or Buddy Ebsen. He oh, actually yeah. probably pulled it off in his day. Oh, but, yeah, maybe the eyebrows. Yeah. 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 Sure. And of course, who played the uh, Ghost of Christmas Present? Who was freaking fantastic? Okay, so that was my my favorite set of scenes in this. Carol Kane plays the Ghost of Christmas Present, and she basically beats the hell out of Murray. (laughs) And yes, she she talks about the truth hurts, doesn't it, Frank? Yeah. Yeah. The truth hurts. (laughs) <laughs> oh, the part where she grabs, by the way, the part where she grabs his lip. Again, IMDb, 50-50 shot here, people. She grabbed his lip and yanks it down really hard. Well, I guess, I, I want to go back and watch and see if they cut it right then. Because I think they do. I think they cut to a close-up because she apparently ripped the, I don't know what the heck, that little, that little stringy tendon piece that hangs between your gum and your lower lip. But she yanked it so hard, she ripped that in half on his lip and like basically ripped his lip half off and bill burry was out of commission for several days while it mended really that's what it says in imdb i'm just saying so you know i give a little credence to that because last week on facebook i posted up an interview with bill murray from back in the 80s from actually from when the movie first came out yeah and he talks about the scenes with carol kane a little bit and said that um you know, and of course, he's he's in character while he's doing the interview because he's still funny as hell. But he was talking about how uh, she actually beat him up pretty bad and <laughs> um, joked about that. OK, now that the filming is over, you're dead meat and I'm coming for you kind of thing. But it was very, very funny. But he alluded to the fact that yeah, there was no stunt doubles in any of those scenes. Um, those were all very much Carol <laughs> herself oh, yeah. just getting violent. So it was awesome. She awesome. is fantastic, yeah. yeah. And then, oh, anyway, with the, with the part when she when they get to the party, which I want to mention briefly too, because of all the yeah. actors that are in it that are related to him, right, right. <clears throat> and, and, but but where she you know, oh, a party! I, I'm glad I wore my pretty little dress. <laughs> <laughs> yes, like, yes, everything about her is just funny. Like I just love her. Yes, she was absolutely hilarious in this. Um, very, very, very funny. It was uh, one of the highest points of the movie for me. Her whole her whole set of scenes when they're going through, um, they visit. Uh, gosh, they visit the homeless shelter. They visit uh, his brother who's with um, his wife and their friends and everything who he invited to dinner. But, you know, Frank said, no, he couldn't make it. And he kind of played it off. And they're like, what did he get you for Christmas last year? And his brother's like, oh, I don't remember. And he's like, it was a shower curtain, of course, you know. (laughs) And what I thought was funny is when they're going through the Christmas list, when Frank Cross is going through what to give people, the Biggest gift, like the Mac Daddy gift, was a VHS cassette recorder. Yeah, but I think it was, to be fair, it was a Pioneer stereo (laughs) VHS cassette recorder, which in 1988 would have been a high-ticket item. Yes, that was. It probably would have been more expensive than Blu-ray players are now. Quite funny. You can get one now for 20 bucks. (laughs) But VHS, my God, they can't give them away. 
<laughs> um, but anyway, the funny part, which I think you're going to mention, who played his brother? His brother. <laughs> <laughs> of course. And who played his dad? His brother, which is kind of <laughs> creepy. Yeah, Brian yes. Doyle Murray. Yep, who was, who was in, also in Groundhog's Day. And Vacation. Remember, yep. Mary's the guy with the watermelon? Yep, um, yep. We like to send out a, a flyer. Was he already with you, a brochure? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. Uh, Brian Doyle Murray played um, kind of, they never really showed him. It was mainly his voice, or he was well, kind yeah, of. Yeah, when he's standing, when he's looming over him. Yeah, but it's kind of in the I shadows. Wanted to shoot yeah. you. He goes, that's prime veal cutlet. What are you talking about? You know? I mean, I do love the part when they leave the the house in the 50s, um, the taxi driver played by David Johansson and Bill Murray. And he's like, you know, you know, come on, Frank, what kind of life did you live? And, and Frank's like, well, there was that time when he describes something. He goes, that oh, was yeah, the courtship of Eddie's father. Uh, You're yeah. pathetic, Frank. <laughs> but that and every mean, scene from his childhood was just something uh, out of a TV show. Which reminded me, did you ever watch the HBO series Dream On with Brian, yes. ben, with Brian Ben Ben? Yes, yes. You know, that room, that's the same box. Remember, I always started off with a kid watching all the TV growing up. Oh, that's right, yeah. But interesting side note, the woman who played Brian Ben-Ben's ex-wife in Dream On was Wendy Malik, who played Wendy in Scrooged at the party. And I'm not looking at IMDb right now, bitches. What's up? <laughs> God, I haven't thought about Dream On in a long time. Holy cow. I, I just thought of it. <clears throat> Yeah. Actually, I was thinking of it yesterday too, and the day before that. Day before that. <laughs> it's always running. Not the background. movie with Corey. You know, uh, that's dream. First off, that's Dream a Little Dream, my friend. Oh, that's Dream a Little Dream. Yeah, that's right. Okay, and that movie has uh, Meredith Salinger in it. Yeah, I'm just saying. Dream a Little Dream. That's right. I thought it was Dream on, but that's no, I keep dream, thinking of the yeah, yeah, uh, Aerosmith song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I always thought was Led Zeppelin. I was really, really? I was really disappointed when I found. I guess because it sounds like Led Zeppelin. It does not sound like no. Aerosmith. No, and when I feel somebody's like, that's Aerosmith, I'm like, no, and I got in this big argument, and I can't be wrong, rah, rah, rah. and then they're like, no, seriously, look, and they show me, like, actually, I think it was you. Was it you? I don't recall that argument, okay. but it could have been. Yeah, we've had so many. Yeah. So, yes. Anyway, so a couple other famous people in this, uh, Mary Lou Retton, who played Tiny Tim. Tiny Tim, of course. <laughs> yes. God bless us, everyone. Because that looks like a Tim to me. Um, yeah. Yeah, not so much. Yeah. With the hair, and, just, uh, yeah, never mind. Yeah, <laughs> last time I mentioned short hair, we had a whole kinds of problems. I'm gonna just shut the hell up. I'm gonna take a big old cup of shut the hell up. Uh, yes. So also, I'd like to mention, uh, and we yeah. have not covered uh, Miss the lovely Miss Alfrey Woodard, who played Frank's put upon secretary. That I really am shocked she did not claw his eyes out at some point. Um, oh my God, I would have been. She's a fantastic yeah. actress who was in talk about two forgotten flicks. You remember Hearts and Souls. Also starring Tom Sizemore and Robert Downey Jr. Do you remember that oh. that one? I actually saw oh. that as a double feature with Jurassic Park. Really? Yes. From 1993, dude. Look it up. I'm just saying. And there was wow. another one she was in called The Gun in Betty Lou's Handbag. Mm-hmm. And that was, oh, what's her name? What's her name? What's her name? Kindergarten Cop. Penelope Ann Miller. There it is. Ah, uh, yeah. I get it in my head. Um, and she, yeah. So those are a couple little forgotten flicks. She's been in a ton of movies. She's a great actress. She was in Crooklyn mm. and a lot, of, a lot of actually serious movies. But if you're looking for cheese ball, <laughs> like forgotten flicks, that's. But yeah, so Aubrey mm. Rudder's great. And of course, the whole uh, subplot that her son, her youngest child, witnessed his father being murdered and hasn't spoken. So he's actually the real kind of tiny Tim of the piece. Yeah, right. Well, they've got you know the whole story is that uh, Frank Cross is shooting a. Christmas Carol uh, <laughs> TV special all live 
and then they've got the fake ones. But then in the backdrop is, the of course, she's kind of Christmas Carol story. Yeah, yeah, I mean, like she plays, she kind of plays the Bob Cratchit yes. character because yeah. he's the one that says you have to stay late tonight. You know, a la my fine reenactment of the line at the beginning of the show. Yeah, uh, <laughs> if I can't work late, I can't work yeah, late. That's, that's what I love about him is he throws these. Kind of, it's like he's on topic, but they're, they're non sequiturs, like you know, non sequiturs. You know, he, he, you know, yeah. If if you can't work late, I can't work late, and if I can't work late, I can't work late. It doesn't make any sense, but yet it makes <laughs> exactly. complete sense. And it's absolutely hilarious. Oh, it's yeah. totally hilarious. So she's his assistant, and plays kind of the Bob Cratchit character, who in the end he kind of comes around to help. And of course her son is the kind of the tiny Tim. Cause he's the one with uh, issues and they show one of the parts is when he is visited spoiler minor, when he um, gets visited by the ghosts of Christmas yet to be or Christmas future. Uh, the boy isn't dead in a grave. Like he is in the original Christmas Carol. He's in a padded room yeah. in yeah. Yeah. a psych ward yeah. Yeah. in actually... white pajamas that su- seem not to fit him. Yes. Like they go up the shins or something. So Yes. Oh, and I do want to also point out another actor uh play, played Herman, which is one of the homeless folks that I won't say what happens to Herman, but it's oh, yeah. pretty depressing. Um uh, Michael J. Pollard, who yeah. Is, oh, yeah. A, is a character actor who has been in a butt ton of stuff, man. I mean he's I mean And he's fantastic. And he's actually really good in this. And he's one of those um, guys you see and you're like, I have seen him a thousand yeah. and one times. Like I can't oh, place yeah. him. Hey, I think most recently like, the biggest movie he was in is House of a Thousand Corpses. As far as like a bigger movie that yeah. he's been in recently, but he did like he's done cool. tons of TV, he's done oh, yeah. tons of B straight to video kind of you know movies. Apparently, he was in an episode of Wings, so we'll mm-hmm. we'll, 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 we'll forgive mm-hmm. him for that. Yes, because uh, uh, he was also in Dick Tracy, the yes, Disney yes, Tracy yes. ninety and yeah. Skeeter, one of those nineteen ninety three killer mosquito movies that came out. Oh jeez, they were very big in the nineties. <clears throat> so. Yes, but I would also like to point out something that's very important, very near and dear to my heart. And since we always go through this freaking show and I forget crap, <clears throat> <laughs> I wanted to point out, Jason, that point. Yes, that playing Please. on the screen in the opening boardroom scene. Oh, when they've got like all the twelve different TV yes, screens the playing behind them, completely like... out of focus. I mean, it's hard to make out yep. what's on them. But on one of those, actually technically ends up on two screens, but on the far, and I even know which one's on. It's at the top row, far right-hand side. If you're paying very close attention, Mm -hmm. you will see this, but you are seeing it without the sound. Okay? However, this is what you would hear if you knew what it was. Wherever there is a wrong to be righted, he is there. Wherever humanity gropes for that universal meaning of life, he is there. He is everywhere, for he is Commander USA. Far below a teeming shopping mall, Commander USA enters his video vault to bring you action, adventure, and zany non-stop thrills in Commander USA's Groovy Movie. Today's Groovy Movie, a Polish vampire in Burbank. Oh, and now, Commander USA. Commander USA, your soaring superhero. Legion at Agency. Retired. <laughs> That's right, folks. The Commander, Commander USA. USA. And if you don't know who he is, I'm sorry. That's just sad. This Commander USA was freaking awesome. Dr. Paul Bear, Commander USA were my two. Horror host guys I grew up with. <laughs> we didn't get Elvira on any of our channels. I'm still kind of upset about that. Wow. But, but, doesn't Lovely. matter. So if you watch USA back in, like, from 85 to 89-ish, 90-ish, somewhere in that window. I think it was on it from 85 mm-hmm. to 89. 
Yeah, Commander USA yeah, so is that's where, moved. If you pay attention, you will see the little opening logo, and it's really weird because at one point they cut away and they cut back to Frank, and then he's on the screen to the left of that screen. Oh, uh, yeah. So I don't know what happened there, but whatever. Doesn't matter. Yeah. I, I, I remember I found that. I just happened to go like, you know, sometimes you've seen a movie a thousand times, so your eyes kind of wander. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, that always, <laughs> that always connected with me. So now I get to say how what I think about the movie since I haven't yet. You've, <sighs> you've assumed, perhaps, what I might think. Okay. Okay. Go ahead. Full disclosure, this is one of those my wife wants to watch every year. So we own it. So we watch it. I love Bill Murray. I love Carol Kane. I love many things in this movie. I want to add the <clears throat> caveat that mm-hmm. if you are, say, of a more cynical nature, um, when you walk, if you were to walk into in front of this movie and this movie was sitting on, like, say, a linoleum floor or, you know, uh, 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 stucco or some kind of like uh, you know just concrete in general uh, especially if it's the kind that's been glazed over this thing's heart is bleeding so much you will slip and bust your damn tailbone okay you will break your skull open on the amount of bleeding heart that is this movie is but, but all that said I freaking love this movie and I don't give a damn how many times I see it when that little dude when little Calvin Cooley spoiler Spoiler alert, at the very end, there's a major spoiler, so if you haven't seen it, although why the hell are you listening at this point, for love of God? Yeah. <laughs> of course, I could ask a question in general about this podcast. Yeah, why the hell do you listen <laughs> to this really show? answer the All question, why? <laughs> why? Oh. Yeah, but when little Calvin Cooley grabs his little, grabs Frank Yanks Gloss, on his and, coattails, yep. Yeah, and says, God bless everyone. Dude, freaking dusty in the room, man. Yeah. Waterworks. <laughs> I don't give a damn. I don't give a damn who knows yeah, it. that little kid. This starts. movie definitely makes me. It makes me cry. That part in the Herman. That part in the Herman part. Oh, and with yes. his, and with his dad, like when the mom turns. Oh my god. Yeah. But I like, gotta say, of uh, you know, I love. All, uh, there are definitely some big, big names in this, and I love all the people that are in this. And some of the interplay with him, I already mentioned Carol Kane, but some of the others are really, really good. Yes. Seriously, the best parts of this movie are when. He, Bill Murray is by himself yeah, just, about just acting like the part when he's with Herman or the part where he's walking down the street I already mentioned or the part where he's in his office. Dude, some of those moments when he is just acting alone and he's got a monologue and he's kind of are just phenomenal. I mean, yeah. he this movie reminded me of how much I loved him as an actor in the 80s. I mean, not just that I like the movies, but he was just brilliant in the, you know in these so oh yeah he was fantastic and and yeah, yeah like, like I said I mean the the whole last ten minutes pretty much where he's just talking about what it means oh, yeah. it's preachy it's it's everything I hate when they do in a movie but it, for <laughs> some weird reason it totally works this way now maybe that's C and D kicking yeah, in yeah, I don't I know, know but uh, I don't is. give a crap. I no. love it. It's because you know it's if worth. it was anybody other. It's the way Bill Murray delivers it. Anybody else delivering that monologue, it. it would ho- be horrible. It yeah, would be, it, it would come so... across. Yeah, it would it would come across completely bad and wrong. Oh, and, God, no, I agree. Yeah. So, anything else to say about Scrooge? Um, no, not okay. that I can think of. So, I've been thinking. So, about Yes, it something. was, but it was uh, Paul Schaefer. Yes, I caught the Paul Schaefer cameo. In case anybody's like, well, oh, why yeah. you didn't mention Paul Schaefer. Yes, we saw. It. There's tons of cameos. My God, we'll be forty more minutes. We've we'll for, we'll forgotten some, but yeah, there's some great ones. Oh, oh, and we got to mention one last thing. What? Um, Danny Elfman did the music for yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. So, right. I do the music from the trailer is from Danny Elfman. From the Goonies. The Goonies, yeah. Uh, one of my favorites, actually, no, my favorite of all time composer for movies, and one of my favorite all time composers. Uh, I even like Oingo Boingo. So more so than John Williams, really. 
It's tough because I love some of John Williams stuff, but some of his stuff really comes across as he's got so many marches. Uh, I mean, of course, Star Wars is fantastic. Raiders is fantastic. Superman, Superman is fantastic. Yeah, those Kingdom are some of the best film scores of all time. But I love just the breadth of Elfman's stuff, and it's a little more playful, and he actually feels like he's got a little more range. But what? anyway, no, I mean just – Actually, I, I would say they're kind of like two sides of the same coin because a lot of – like you could yeah. totally hear Elfman scoring and say that's Elfman. You can hear yeah, Williams scoring go, that's they, they well, do definitely. Well, Williams, true. you sometimes go, is that Jerry Goldsmith? Because, you, yeah, but that's why I love Jerry Goldsmith too because he's well, and, sort of like a you, Williams-esque. Yes, and you know I absolutely love film scores, and I'm – I. I collect them. I've got a whole playlist of them. I listen to them. Yeah, I wanna, so everybody, I would real say, quick, real quick, the Hannah Montana movie does not count. It okay. actually does count. Rugrats the movie does not count. The score. I'm sorry, dude. No. Bullcrap. So then, second uh, was nominated for an Oscar. So that's all I got to say. Sliver the soundtrack. Oh wait, no, I'm the one that has that. <laughs> it does have UB40 on it though. So so I yeah. so for clarity, yes. I am not saying John Williams is bad. Yes. Nor any Elfman. They are two of my all time favorites. They are brilliant. Just suck up. Yeah. Go ahead. So anyway, that's all I have to say about screws. <laughs> so let's very quickly do our movie picks. What do you say, Jay? Uh, absolutely. Because then we have feedback. <laughs> Yippee! <laughs> is it just me or does he sound like he's gargling now? <laughs> yeah. Okay, I'm I'm gonna go first, just cause. Go first, okay. please. <clears throat> My pick is 1990s Quick Change. Quick Change. Yes, starring Bill Murray, Gina Davis, and one oh, pre yeah, wacky that's... Randy Quaid, where they play these bank robbers, these con artists, bank robber types, who have to escape from New York. Isn't that the only movie that Bill Murray directed? Yes, he kind of co-directed it. Or, yeah, but I mean, yeah, it was, was only directed Howard by Franklin. It. I believe originally it was going to be directed by Jonathan Demme, also known as the guy who did Science of the Lambs, which I believe, let's well, <laughs> see, this is 1990. When Science of the Lambs came out in 90... I want to say two? Or is it yeah, 91? I want to say two. I, which I, I think it's 92. And, yeah. <clears throat> and now i got to look. Hold on. Damn it. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, that was my pick. Although I, I, I think I'm actually going to start making it a game to read off the plot summaries on IMDb. A, because I'm too lazy to write them myself, and B, because these are freaking hilarious. From, uh, I believe it's Sami Al-Tahir, when a man dressed as a clown enters a bank and tries to rob it, no one takes him seriously at start. But as this New Yorker pulls this daring robbery with the help of his friends, it looks like leaving the bank with all the stolen money is the easy part, exclamation point. All they have to do now is make out of the city, make out with this, oh, make out of the city. Make out of the city. And to the airport. They have plenty of time, but it's not that easy as they seem to get out of the problem only to fail into another. Will they make before the will they make <laughs> will they make duty before the cops catch up with them? Only time will tell. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> awesome. Movie reviews by Borat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love America. <laughs> Huh. Oh, good God. pick. Good pick, my <laughs> yeah, friend. Yeah, it's, a, it's a funny movie. It holds up really well. Check it out. All right. My turn. I actually went with one of the writers of Scrooged. Oh, huh? Mr. Fancy Pants. Huh? Yeah? Can you guess? 1991, by the way, Sons of the Lambs. I bet my original gut was right. I shouldn't have gone with you, you bastard. What? Uh, Silence of the Lambs was 91? Yes. 
which was my original gut reaction. And then you said 92. I was like, oh, maybe it is 92. Why do I second yeah. guess myself? Well, I remember watching it in my one of my years of school. It was Damn a, it. Was it? Was it? Oh, when you were uh, yeah, in your graduate program. <laughs> college. It was, it was, and... it, yeah, your college. You were experimenting. You were doing things like tucking it between your legs and then <laughs> dancing around in a kimono. <laughs> no. Oh, I just remember oh, watching it in my. You're beautiful. That was nice. Yeah, I'm so beautiful. It, it, puts, it puts the lotion, lotion in, in the, the basket. basket. <laughs> yes, no. Right. I'm picking a writer from yes. Scrooged. Okay. I could have gone with Mitch Glazer. I could have gone with Michael O'Donoghue. No. I went with Charles Dickens. Um, yeah, Christmas Carol. <laughs> Which one? A Muppet Christmas Carol, oh, of course. Of course you did. One of you my favorite of movies of uh, for the Christmas season. Yes. I love Jim Henson, and uh, obviously we've talked about this, and people who hate the Muppets uh, have no soul. Uh, they probably hate great 80s and 90s uh, TV shows like Wings. No, I would say actually the kind of person that would hate the Muppets, in fact, <laughs> would like a show like Wings. I'm just saying. Maybe. Uh, yeah, so The Muppet Christmas Carol was 1992. stars Michael Caine and, of course, the cast of uh, the Muppets with uh, uh, Frank Oz and, and, and the crew. So this is a really uh, fun, very cute playing of um, The Christmas Carol, but – um, I actually like this. One of my favorite lines from it is when Rizzo the Rat, they're up there, and he's like, light the lamp, not the rat! Light the lamp, not the rat! Yeah. <laughs> so, that's anyway, your line, that's really? my pick. That's your favorite line? Really? Yeah. That's your favorite? You did, yeah, because just because you want the excuse to do a Rizzo impersonation. I love Rizzo. Yeah, Rizzo's great. You gotta remind me of Rizzo a little bit. Okay, yeah. so this, ep- this episode... Yeah, a little of- hairier than this. So. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> Alright, so this episode of Forgotten Flicks was brought to you by mm, Forgotten Flicks. Hey, everybody, and welcome to Forgotten Flicks. I'm Joel, and I'm here, as always, with my co-host, Jason. The whole point of the Forgotten Flicks podcast, the idea behind it, was that we wanted to create something, a mouthpiece for fans of movies from the 70s, the 80s, and the 90s, the movies that we all grew up with. This was one of the worst movies I have seen in a long You are full of crap. Time. Are you being serious? I will never, ever see him as anything else but uh, Edgar the cockroach guy from Men in Black. Full Metal Jacket. I loved it. His, his playing that Edgar role in Men in Black was hilarious. Who do you think you are all of a sudden? I can't believe you hate this movie. Everything is so contrived, painfully. So I'm just going to read through my notes. And whether you remember the movies or you forgot about them or maybe you never even heard of the movies we're talking about, the point is that we're all keeping the memories of the movies we love alive. Find us on iTunes or ForgottenFlicks.com. So that's the world premiere of our promo, which, wow, technically the world premieres were on Kevin Batchelder's uh, podcast, tuning into Sci-Fi TV, and and uh, JV did, yeah. did on his, I believe. But it's always better yeah. to advertise to the people who are already listening to. Well, listen. yeah, I know yeah, people said they wanted to hear it, and I'm just trying to figure out why, <laughs> A, I sound like I'm, you know, hooked up on goofballs, like I just did a, you know, a line. Like now, you mean, or in the promo? Coke in the, no, in the promo specifically. Because I can actually hear myself, and and why I am such a pompous ass. I love how you're like talking about Men in Black, and I'm like, oh, and Full Metal Jacket, <laughs> and then and then and then the part where I'm like, oh uh, yeah, it's so uh, it's so contrived. Um, let me just get my notes. <laughs> oh dear God! You really should listen to more episodes. <laughs> <laughs> when I get a taste, that's why I don't. <laughs> oh God! So we have feedback from somebody. Oh, we do. In fact, we have feedback from several somebodies. So why do we hit it? Please. Hello, this is Daryl. 
a travesty has been uh, been done on this podcast that I loved and hold dear to my heart. A show, a very special, special show has been uh, has been sullied with bad comments about it. Has been his name has been dirtied and 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 insulted by I'm not even going to name the name of the one who did it, but Wings is one of the most uh, greatest sitcoms ever created, and I want restitution. I want a public apology by the culprit who has um, talked so bad about Wings. I want it done, and I want it done immediately, or else I will start a campaign and boycott. I will occupy the Forgotten Flicks podcast until an apology has been made. Goodbye. <sighs> God, where, where do I begin, Daryl? First off, it's amazing to me. That... Uh, I would start with, I'm sorry. Okay, you're right. I am. I'm sorry. That you like that piece of crap show. Oh my God. Dude, Wings is horrible. It will always be horrible. It's I love you, Daryl. And Daryl, really occupy before I You might as well, because I think we've had you on here more than, almost more than we've been on here. So... Oh, yes, and guess what? He's never coming on again now. Thanks. <laughs> oh, no, I love having Daryl on. Daryl's awesome, but this will be the point. Look, Daryl, 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 Daryl. You hate the Muppets, Daryl. That easily, easily makes my hatred of Wings even. Yeah, that does. I'm afraid. I'm afraid Muppets are a far cry better than the Wings thing. And I just, no. I guess, and if I be completely fair, I really never watch Wings. <laughs> oh, oh well, to me, I like I'd watch it. I like it was one of the shows you put on, and like you'd be in the background. And it's kind of like Two and a Half Men. I never <laughs> laughed. Like I, I, like I feel like okay, this is supposed to be funny. I know they're trying. I mean, Tony Shalhoub's a funny guy. So there is nothing quite like being a douchebag for douchebag's sake. <laughs> <laughs> but I never like watched it. I certainly didn't watch it religiously. But I just, yeah, he just never died. I, yeah. I, I, I might have, I might have um, used a bit of hyperbole. I mean, it's not like on a, you know, a, a Attack of the Clones level of hatred. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But it's you know, we, you know, you know, frolicking with nerf herders while Padme and and, <laughs> and what's his nuts, you know, tickle their collective moisture <sighs> evaporators. But, <laughs> but. I'm just not a fan. So. Yeah, well. But you can occupy Forgotten Flakes anytime, Daryl. You're always welcome. Mm-hmm. So on that note, Peter, is he turning blue? Hey, guys, it's me. I almost forgot. You thought I'd forgotten, did you? But I didn't. But I almost did. Because I thought of it, I don't know, last night in the middle of the night. I thought, no, I'm not getting out of bed in my underwear, going out to the balcony and calling in. Because that would just be stupid, wouldn't it? I, not like I've done that before. Uh, never, never mind. You're doing Scrooged. Bill Murray, yay. I like this movie. It's a, a nice little Christmas tale with a, from good old family values in it. And it stars uh, oh, Karen Allen. A beautiful Karen Allen with that beautiful smile. And you, you can't really find a more violent ghost than... Carol Kane, can you? Because she is violent. And, uh, yeah, well, we won't go into that. 
David Johansson uh, as one of the ghosts. No, it's it's just a, a good movie. There's uh, lots of uh, great actors in it and, and big roles, small roles, and cameos and whatnot. So, uh, yeah, thumbs up. Great movie. Okay? Take care. Bye-bye. Thank you, Peter. Most of all, thank you for that image of you stumbling out of bed in your underwear to call us from your balcony, <laughs> turning blue. <clears throat> blue Peter. You said it, I didn't. And now, <laughs> now feedback from Doug, who actually has called in before. Hey, Joel and Jason, this is Doug in California. I called before about your uh, Spooky Flicks Fest and how uh, they needed to be more Halloween-oriented, and uh, you guys graciously uh, accepted my point, even though I guess there was one movie that had some Halloween flavor to it. So thanks for that. The Gate is uh, a great movie, but there's two things that, uh, in particular that make it stick out in my mind uh, really beyond the movie. The first was that there used to be a, a show on the USA Network called Saturday Nightmares, and they would typically show a movie or two, and then they'd have an episode of uh, Alfred Hitchcock Presents, uh, the Hitchhiker, uh, other type of, uh, of little horror anthology half-hour shows. In between those, they would do sometimes some little shorts that were real freaky, and they would also sometimes just show clips from another movie. I remember once they showed a murder scene from Suspiria that was uh, really eye-opening, and then once they showed the uh, end of, of The Gate. And it's freaky enough as it is, but it's really freaky to see it late at night, out of context, just thrown up on the screen without any warning. So that made it uh, even uh, more terrifying to me as a kid. Another was that they used that to sound drop, You've Been Bad, uh, on the radio in Columbus, Ohio, where I grew up. I guess there was some sort of um, contest, and that was the cue to call in, that all of a sudden you just hear the guy screaming, You've Been Bad. The thing was I didn't know anything about this contest. I was just sitting in my room alone one night, and all of a sudden I hear, you've been bad, coming out of the radio, and that scared me to death. So great pick. As always, you guys always pick the uh, greatest movies. Love listening to the podcast. Look forward to see what's coming up uh, next week. Thanks. And, Doug, <laughs> you'll also love what I'm going to play after we go through our litany of contact information. <laughs> yes, keep listening, a, please. because yes, there will be a special, special surprise for just for you and everyone else who knew what you were talking about. <clears throat> and it's not me saying, you've been bad. <laughs> yeah, so Jason, uh, before we hit the voicemail, you want to kind of give people a sneak peek at what's coming up on the Forgotten Flicks podcast, which is, by the way, on the website as well. So <laughs> Yes, uh, but we are, as we mentioned at the beginning, in the getting ready to embark on our Merry Flixmas. That's it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> our Christmas episodes. Yourself. Go flicks yourself. Um, yes, we are going to – we are covering a series of Christmas movies. So this was our first. Um, the next three are merry, merry, merry Christmas movies, starting with Black Christmas. But, key point, 1974, not that abomination of a freaking – Not a remake. Okay. Yeah. Calm down. Calm mm -hmm. down. Mm -hmm. And, of course, we're going into the 80s classic, which takes place at Christmas, to Doug's point, with our halloween uh, episode. You know, yeah, this one yeah. actually takes place. Gremlins. You know, I'm going to let it out of the bat right now. I freaking love this movie. It's one of my all-time favorites. <laughs> I watch it regularly enough I can say that. C&D be damned. Yeah. I love Gremlins. And then we're going to watch some movie, which I've never seen, uh, which apparently has um, Bruce Springsteen and no, uh, Jeremy Irons. No, no, Bruce Jenner. Bruce Jenner, yes. right? Uh, die Hard, something like that. 
Yeah. Uh, Die Cesaro. Hard on HBO is where I first saw it. <laughs> Get it? Die Hard. <laughs> uh, uh, no. So, yes, catch those movies, put them in your queue, get ready to watch them and listen along as we talk about them over the next couple weeks. Absolutely. So, Jason, voicemail, my friend. Give us a call anytime, anywhere. Uh, This time, we really don't care if you play long distance, but it's 206-203-0491. Yes, and be sure to come by the old website, ForgotFlix.com. We have, uh, you know, the podcast there, the, uh, all sorts of funny shenanigans. Our buddy Peter, you know, Blue Peter, who <laughs> that's a, that's great, guys. Thanks for that moniker. Uh, <laughs> who writes uh, reviews for us? We have Mags, who writes awesome articles for us, and mm-hmm. occasionally, you know, I'll um, wipe a booger on the keyboard. You know, it's it's all good fun. And yep. the schedule is on the left hand side. Usually, I'm gonna try and do if I can remember. Right, Kevin? Uh, if I can remember, I'm going to do the last episode of a month. I'm going to do, like, the whole next month's episode, like, schedule. So you can rent the movies in advance, watch them, call in in advance, be awesome, you know, even if you're a little upset with us, Daryl. And, uh, you know, <laughs> keep it real. So you can also check us out on uh, Facebook. Jason, you want to tell about Facebook? Yep, check us out on Facebook. We have got uh, – we put trailers up there of the movies coming up. If you haven't seen them in a while, we put polls. Um, I – Recently, saw put up the interview with Bill Murray. I'm going to keep putting up little video clips and, and information like that. So check us out on Facebook for some exclusive behind-the-scenes Forgotten Flicks con- yes. content. Yes, yes. And, of course, and of course we have the fa- – uh, did, you, did you say the Facebook group as well? Oh, yes. We've asked, started a Facebook group, so yes. let us know what yep. you feel. Yes, yes, yes. Please comment. <laughs> you know, just let it out, folks. Let it out. Uh, Twitter, I am Forgotten Flicks. Jason is Flicks Sidekick. iTunes, of course, leave us a review. Download the podcast, you know, what have you. It's all good. So, Jason, any uh, final uh, comments before we go out with this little uh, treat for Doug and company? I was a captain of industry, feared by men and adored by women. <laughs> Lou, you paid for the women. Saturday Night Mad. It's not music to his ears, because Klaus Kinski hears love sounds. I'm the hitchhiker. Then. I was running. He grabbed me again. We were on the ground, and then he was gone. A young girl yearns for some deadly attention on Alfred Hitchcock Presents. But first... On tonight's movie. Mummies don't hurt their own children. They thought what she thought. You hate me. And did what she wanted. The victim of a mad psychiatric experiment. Samantha Egger and Oliver Reed star in The Brew. Next on USA's Saturday Night Mares. Don't go away. Your Saturday Nightmare will continue. <laughs>